It's been over a year now since In The Key Of Q launched. In our archive, you can find over 50 interviews of queer musicians from around the world and hear their music from rap Unaware of my proclivities to self-sabotage to country soul and rock. These episodes are available on the main feed. You can access them via the website at inthekeyofq.com or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. Hello, it's Dan here. In the Key of Q is on hiatus until the 1st of March, but until those new episodes drop, here are clips from the Patreon-exclusive feed, plus other treats from the main episode to keep you occupied. This week, we revisit Ty McKinney, This is an exclusive episode for our Patreon subscribers, where I chat with our queer musicians about their five songs to save from Armageddon. Enjoy. Ty McKinney, it's good to have you back. Hi. (laughs) Good to be back. Now, I'm afraid to report the bad news that the end of the world is coming. I know. I'm afraid and you can only rescue five songs. So... Exclusively for our Patreon listeners, mm. Ty, what would be your five songs to save from Armageddon? Um, number one, Full Moon by Brandy. It was when I first heard it um, as like a preteen, whatever, child. <laughs> I forgot what age I was when it came out. But when I heard it, it felt like I was being transported into another world. It The, the groove of the song, the her m- melodic stacking of like, harmonies and ad-libs just like how she opens up like uh, it's just like where are we going <laughs> it felt very like who is this and I did grow up listening to Brandy so that was like the moment or I guess the project where her voice started to really change and mature from like the you know mm-hmm. the childhood raspiness that she had it was very like oh wow like this this is wow <laughs> like your voice is different and it's really good um and her tone of course this is unmatched um and everybody who loves brady knows that um but it's just it's just a good time it just makes you want to just drive in your car and at night and hopefully the moon is full and you're like huh so with the whole Armageddon, it's like the last time looking at the full moon and you're just like, all right, we're just going to drive into the inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing you can, you can do, do about, about it. it. You might as well do, might it, as well to do it to Brandy. She's soothing you for <laughs> the outcome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so full moon by Brandy is definitely one. Lovely. And what would your next song be? Um, my next song would be um, Paper Hearts by Tori Kelly. Um, and that song is literally the one song that even if like I'm not in a sad mood, like I'm very happy as fuck and I'm like, oh, the, the, the day is amazing. That song, if it comes on shuffle on my phone, I, I have to take a moment just to listen to it because it's so beautiful. Like the finger um, picking that she does in the beginning and then mm-hmm. the swell of strings arrangements that come in. It's just like you feel like you're in like this lovely garden um, and the sun is setting. And you're just like, oh, I just have to be in here. Even though this is a very sad song, it's just like still it's beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful like piece of art. Um, and I just love that song. And I love her. She's one of the reasons why I play guitar to this day. So it's, it's it get, and it's also nostalgic. So it like. Brings me to like, oh, I remember that guy I did love. <laughs> like, I'll get through it. Like, I'll get through it. I just, I'll be all right. Cause she says it in the bridge, um, just give it some time. I'll be all right. So 
with the Armageddon, you know, hey, we're going to die, but I'll be all right. (laughs) I've just got this image of you listening to that on the subway thinking, oh, I remember those happy days before my my cold heart froze over. (laughs) Before my cold heart froze over. And that's definitely... um... (laughs) You you got the perfect picture of me on the subway with that, like... And just like, you know, just acting like an actor, looking out the window, looking in the city, like... Uh, I remember we were walking down West Forth. <laughs> it was such a lovely day. I was about to say you'd be you were living your own music video, but you do actually live your own yes. music video. So, <laughs> so yes, you're one of the few people in the world yes, who does. I'm one of the few people in the world who does live in a music video and actually still makes music videos. But yeah, my life is a music video, basically. <laughs> and that's the way it should that's be. That's the way it should be. Ty, what would your third song be? My third song. Um, it would have to be Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. It's like, if we're going to go out, we got to go out with a bang. <laughs> we got to go out yeah. with that song. Like that song is just a quintessential, like, pop anthem like it's just the, and the production yes, is beautiful. it's beautiful like it's Isn't still it? even oh. though you you can hear like you know certain dated elements or whatever people like to say like oh let's sense and and all that but like it's still timeless like you can still play it today and you're just like let's go <laughs> yeah. so that is definitely um number three and it just makes you happy there's an outstanding cover version of i want to dance with somebody by aiden james uh who is a fantastic philadelphia based queer singer and it just it rips your heart out and partly because he doesn't change the gender so hearing a man singing you know i need a man who take a chance and it's just oh it's so lovely to hear Mm -hmm. yes it's like yes thank you (laughs) i don't have to translate i can literally just sing the fucking song (laughs) and then of course the other bit of your head just goes just put whitney on just put whitney on let's just get let's just get that dx7 out <laughs> and I love you know, this is going to be a whole podcast now about that song but when I listen to it now knowing a little bit more uh that I do about mixing and things like that I've realized quite how technically excellent it is because it just is such a busy song and her vocal I can't imagine as a as a mixer and as a record producer how you weave her into voice into all of that a, yeah a voice that strong without it just dominating everything else or with the other things not damaging the perception mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. voice. It's incredible. Yeah, and that's why mixing engineers and producers, they matter too. <laughs> it's the record. <laughs> they need they love, need love too, too. Like, I mean, producers are definitely getting more love now than, um, than in the past. Um, but still mixing engineers, massing engineers, songwriters, they, though the belly of the track, like the people who really make the record, the record because you still need the song the artists and the producer you know they are primary because they deliver you know they're the one making the track and singing it but the people who write the song for you to sing and the people who make it really sound good <laughs> like making sure like you know no sound competes with the other like this one synth or this one like guitar lick or whatever making sure it's a nice you know made bed <laughs> that's why it's called the bed of the song um you know they need their props too so 
Props to that team who made that classic a classic. Absolutely. <laughs> now, what would your next song My be? My next song would be, it's another classic. Um, it would be The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole. Oh. It is my favorite Christmas song ever in this world. <laughs> um, and I didn't even know that he was one of the first artists I ever listened to ever in my life. Like the first song I remember hearing as a kid was Love by Nat King Cole, L-O-V-E. That was, I didn't even know. I was like, okay. oh, at first I thought it was a white guy when I was a teenager. Because <laughs> I was like, I've known this song my entire life. But then when I found out he was black and who Nat King Cole was, and I was like, oh, I love him. Like I already loved him. Regardless of, I thought he was white or not, but I'm like, I love him even more now because he's black. <laughs> but that Christmas song, the Christmas song, um, it just brings you to a place where, you know, winter is here and it's like yeah. the swelling again of the strings. I'm a sucker for strings. So when I hear a, a beautiful string arrangement, I'm just like, oh yeah, I love it already. I don't care. <laughs> um, but for me, it brings a lot of um, old childhood memories of Christmas and me and my dad, that was like one of the Christmas songs we loved. And he would sing it comically <laughs> when it, he would play it on um, on the stereos and on TVs and stuff like that. Like, just not. Like, he would just be very comical with it. Um, but yeah, it always, it's uh, the chords are very warm and, you know, they just make you feel all like, oh, yay. Even though, like, you know, we're going to die and this might be the last Christmas we have. At least we have Nat to sing us off. <laughs> And what a voice he's got. I mean, yes. his voice and his enunciation. Wow. I, have, I bought some Nat Kinko records um, not too long ago, some old school records, and I'm like, I can't wait to play them. <laughs> so the, uh, this, the dark skies are approaching and your final hours mm -hmm. are coming. And I believe you have one more song. <laughs> this is actually pretty hard, but I knew I had to do this artist because they are a part of my... I would say upbringing, life, musical identity in, in the shape and form. So it, the song is Love on Top by Beyonce. And it was very hard to choose what Beyonce song, but that song is like me. If I could sing it the way she could, I, I would like do a proper cover of it and put it out because <laughs> that song is just so like... You want to sing, you want to hit all the notes and you sing it with your friends. Like when it first came out, like I remember me and my um, my um, my aunt, we would play it in the car and we would just try. And she's a singer, too. So we would try to hit all the notes and my aunt could really do it because she's a mezzo soprano. I'm over here with, uh, you know, baritone tenor over here like, <laughs> like I'm not hitting all that. <laughs> like I want to be in that car. I want to be sitting in the back of that it car. It was a riot. It was a riot for sure. <laughs> I would definitely say that it was a riot and that that normally but normally when you get two people singing in a car it sounds yeah. like shit. But in your car you got two actual yeah, two singers. Actual singers. I mean it must have been an amazing oh, no, it place. was it was fun. Like but I definitely knew like okay this is where my range is peaking. I I'm gonna tap out right here. You <laughs> you take it home. You take it home, Auntie. You take it home. <laughs> um but yeah so love on top. Um and all my friends know that that's like my Beyonce song. Like if I ever developed the range to able to, you know, do all the key changes because I've been working on it ever since it came out. I'm definitely going to nail it one day. But if she asked me to do a tribute or if someone asked me to do a tribute, I'm doing that song and I'm going to fight like hell to make it work. 
because that's just like I love that song with my whole heart. <laughs> it's my favorite Beyonce song. Oh, um, so yeah, that that would be the last one. Like you know what? We're going out, but we're gonna go out with a bang, and hopefully, I have somebody that I love that I could sing it to <laughs> before we say our final farewell. <laughs> That sounds like a brilliant exit, a great exit song. You know, your, your final moments, you can just be thinking, well, at least I'm listening to my favorite Beyonce yes. track. <laughs> you know, could you suggest a good gateway song into your catalog, a good song that uh, will be a, a seductive way of <laughs> reeling people in? Sure, sure. So I would have to say the song of choice to get you into the Tommy Kenny world would be Mutual. Um, Mutual is my favorite song that I've put out um, to this day. Um, it was, it's literally the song I feel like that's changed me sonically. It was the first song that I ever put he pronouns into it. So I was really asserting my gayness and queerness into my music. And it's my most beloved song, actually, when, when looking and streaming stuff and with my, you know, not the fans, but the people who like what I do. <laughs> they love that song and they love the video. And Call them fans. Own it. Okay, my fans. My fans really like Mutual. That's, that song keeps kicking in. I love playing it. It's, it. it feels good. It's just it's such a good song. And, you know, I think you'll like it. So, yeah, Mutual is that song. If you don't feel the same way, tell me to my face. I just wanna know, I just gotta know Is this mutual? Is this mutual? Oh, I Ty, thank you so much for coming on In The Key Of Q. It's been wonderful to have you. Thank you for having me, Dad. This is so cool. <laughs> You've been listening to In The Key Of Q. The opening theme is by Paul Leonidu at unstoppablemonsters.com. Check out the show notes for links, including a Spotify playlist to complement this episode. The podcast's home is at inthekeyofq.com. And over on our Patreon page, you can find exclusive content. Many thanks to Kajun Kanfer and Murray Lang. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. This episode is produced by me, Dan Hall, for Pup Media Consultancy. See you next Tuesday. Oh, because I just want to know.